0: Hello, this is Jim Walsh, and welcome to my podcast called On Eagle's Wings. Today we want to continue with our part two of a podcast that we began previously about a pre-recorded lesson which I've called Being Directed to Jesus. And we want to pick up today in continuing the account of Peter his brother Andrew directed him to Jesus, and then we're going to pick up with the part where Jesus then tells Peter what he is going to do. Because later on in the post-resurrection account of John's gospel, John chapter 21, it is Jesus who then specifically speaks to Peter about Peter being one who would be involved in directing others and providing for others on behalf of Jesus. John 21 verse 15. So when they had dined, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, lovest thou me more than these? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my lambs. He saith to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonah, lovest thou me? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, Feed my sheep. He saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he had said unto him the third time, lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus saith unto him, feed my sheep. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, when thou wast young, thou girdest thyself and walkest whither thou wouldst. But when thou shalt be old, thou shalt stretch forth thine hands, and another shall gird thee, and carry thee whither thou wouldst. This spake he, signifying by what death he should glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he saith unto him, follow me. It's interesting how in the beginning of John's gospel, he says in effect, follow me. And now at the end of John's gospel, he says, follow me. Peter is in effect being directed Not simply to follow Jesus, but also to be one who directs others. Feed my sheep, give them my word. And of course we see this unfolding on the day of Pentecost, Acts chapter 2. After the Holy Ghost has fallen upon the disciples and they begin to speak, uh, upon the apostles, and they begin to speak in other tongues and other languages, the Jews there begin to surmise that they must be drunk. So, Peter then says in verse 14, Ye men of Judea, and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken to my words, for these are not drunken as ye suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. And he then reveals unto them the prophecy that was promised by Joel being fulfilled in Jesus, the prophecies of David being fulfilled in Jesus, all those prophecies coming to a head in demonstrating through his resurrection that Jesus is the Christ now seated on David's throne which is in heaven. And then it says in verse 41, then they that gladly received his word were baptized and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. So here in John chapter one, here is Andrew, faithful disciple of John faithful disciple, becoming a faithful disciple of Jesus, directs his brother Simon Peter unto Jesus. And it is Peter who becomes the spokesperson. Peter who is given the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Peter who preaches on the day of Pentecost. Peter who reveals the gospel unto the Gentiles. Peter who is the one who is commissioned by the Lord to feed his sheep. We know very little about the role of Andrew, but what we know is important. Andrew directed others unto Jesus. The next person that we find in John chapter one is Philip. And we see Philip is involved in directing someone to Jesus. Verse 43, it says, the day following, Jesus would go forth into Galilee and findeth Philip and saith unto him, follow me. Now Philip was of Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip findeth Nathanael and saith unto him, we have found him of whom Moses and the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said unto him, can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip saith unto him, come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and saith of him, Behold, an Israelite, indeed in whom is no guile. Nathanael saith unto him, Whence knowest thou me? Jesus answered and said, Before that Philip called thee, when thou wast under the fig tree, I saw thee. Nathanael answered and said unto him, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God, thou art the King of Israel. Jesus answered and said unto him, Because I said unto thee, I saw thee under the fig tree, believest thou? Thou shalt see greater things than these. And he saith unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Hereafter ye shall see heaven open, and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Here in verse 43, we're introduced to Philip. Philip's name means God has given. What has God given? God has given Philip an opportunity to share the good news. We have found the Christ. We have found that which our people have been waiting from generation to generation. The fulfilled promises that were given by Moses that one like unto him would come that we would listen to. What did he say? Did he preach a gospel message? Did he go to Nathaniel and and lay before him all the possible evidence that could convict one in order To be believed that Jesus is the Christ? No. He did something so simple. Anybody can do it. He simply piqued his curiosity. And then when Nathaniel asked, he simply said, come and see. You know, that's that's all we really want to do. You know, a lot of times people, they get flustered. What am I going to say? What can I give to someone that would convict them? Well, it's not wrong to think of those things. and I'm not saying don't think of those things. But one real simple thing is just to say, come and see. Come and hear. We're going to provide the evidence that should be sufficient for anyone to be convicted. We're not going to say, take my word for it. We're going to introduce you to Jesus Christ and allow you the opportunity To be convicted by your own personal examination of the evidence. What Philip did to Nathaniel was in effect to say, you come and you hear him. You investigate. And that's really what the gospel is asking. When John said in those verses we read from John chapter 20 and verses 30 and 31. But these things are written that ye might believe. That's what the scriptures are asking. Come and investigate yourself. Philip did what we all can do. And that's direct others to Jesus. Chapter 2 in John's Gospel. The marriage feast at Cana of Galilee. Verse 1. The third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee. And the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus saith unto him, They have no wine. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. His mother saith unto the servants, Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. You know, there's much in the religious world about teachings dealing with Mary. When I grew up in the Catholic Church, I was taught that she was the mother of God. I was taught that we can pray to her. I was taught that she had manifested herself miraculously to people over different periods of time. And given them messages from heaven. I was taught that she would help me in my prayers. I was taught that she is a mediator who is as powerful as God himself. In the Catholic Church she's referred to as the queen of heaven. And I've often found it, as an adult in understanding the scriptures, I've often found it strange that a term would be used for an individual that people would say is good, but a term that God has already declared as bad. We wouldn't go around and call someone the devil or Satan. We certainly wouldn't do that. We recognize that, that certain names ...have a connection with that which is evil. Back in Jeremiah chapter 44... ...the people of God were punished. And God said, it's because I can see exactly what you're doing. You think you're hiding from me your actions... ...but I can see what you're doing. And he said they were involved in idolatry. They were involved in idolatry to a female idol... And do you know what the name of this female idol was? She was called the Queen of Heaven. Jeremiah chapter 44. Beginning in verse 17, but we will certainly do whatsoever thing goeth forth out of our own mouth to burn incense unto the Queen of Heaven and pour out drink offerings unto her, as we have done, we and our fathers, our kings and our princes in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem, for then we had plenty of food and were well and saw no evil. But since we left off to burn incense to the Queen of Heaven and to pour out drink offerings unto her, we have wanted all things and have been consumed by the sword and by the famine. And when we burned incense to the Queen of heaven and poured out drink offerings unto her did we make her cakes and to worship her and pour out drink offerings unto her without our men so the people were making an excuse they were saying you know when we practiced this particular idolatry we had plenty but when you told us to stop we didn't have anything so we want to go back and God said I'm going to punish you for doing that I sent my prophet to tell you to stop, and now you've gone back to doing it. But we're focusing on the fact that this idol was called the Queen of Heaven. And so God had told the people all the way back, I am the Lord your God. You will have no other gods before me. When we offer up a prayer to our Heavenly Father, or we pray to Jesus. We're praying to God. We're praying to the Godhead. We're not praying to a human being who has died. Mary is a human being who died. She was not divine who came in the flesh like the sun. She was born human. She died a human death. And she'll be resurrected someday and she'll be judged someday. She is of no greater importance or any less importance than any other human being. And note what she did here in John chapter two. She did no miracle, but she directed people to Jesus, and she said in effect, listen to him. Don't listen to me, listen to him. That was her role, to direct others to Jesus, not to him. Her, and she fulfilled that role and understood that role, even if men today do not. In John chapter 4, we have another individual who directs people unto Jesus. And again, maybe in, in looking at some of these people, we would not have necessarily chosen them. You know, in our mind, we would chose individuals that we want to represent God's goodness and God's greatness. But I think what God is telling us is that he can use anyone to direct people to him so in John chapter 4 we have a woman of Samaria we have not just any woman of Samaria but we have a woman who has been married and divorced five times but let's pick up the account after she is convicted of the evidence that Jesus has given her it says in verse 27 upon this Came his disciples and marveled that he talked with the woman. Yet no man said, What seekest thou? The woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city and saith to the men, Come, see a man which told me all things that I ever did. Is not this the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came unto him. You now nobody said, Wait a minute, who are you to direct people unto Christ? Who are you that you should be speaking about the Messiah? There was none of that. When she said, come and see, come and hear a man who told me everything about myself, never having known me, their curiosity was piqued. This woman had many questions about Jesus as the text itself reveals. And yet when Jesus spoke the truth, not only did she understand it, but she agreed with it. And knowing that truth, even though it was just a small amount, was enough that she could share it with others, doing as Philip did by simply saying, come and see. So now let's go back to the verse we began with in John chapter 20 in verses 30 and 31. Because this is the Holy Ghost once again speaking unto us, directing us to examine the scriptures to come unto Jesus. Many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples which are not written in this book. But these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And that believing you might have life through his name. The message of the gospel is, divi- is designed to convict the honest soul. John says that these things are provided so that we can have the evidence to be convicted. God's not hiding anything. God is saying... Open it up, examine it, and look. It's up to you to decide. Nobody else can make the decision for you. When Paul wrote to the Philippians in Philippians chapter 2 verse 9, he said, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of His good pleasure. Paul said, each of us have to work out our own salvation. That doesn't mean. We come up with the plan of salvation. It doesn't mean we decide if we're saved or not saved. It means I have to put forth the effort to examine the scriptures and in being convicted of the scriptures to obey the scriptures. Nobody else can do it for me. Our heavenly father expects that soberly and truthfully we will examine the scriptures and that in seeing the truth he knows that we can have the ability to obey God's word is provided to make us his children. This happens when we hear his word, examine that word, believe that word, and then once we test it to be true, we render our life in obedience to it, repenting of our sins, confessing Jesus as Christ, and being baptized for the remission of our sins. And then once we become a child of God, we take on a role of sharing that good news with others. John the Baptist, Andrew, the brother of Peter, Philip, Mary, the mother of Jesus, the Samaritan woman in the Holy Spirit, and our Heavenly Father, all have directed us to listen to Jesus. Once again, this is Jim Walsh. Thank you so very much for listening to my podcast on Eagle's Wings. I hope you have a wonderful day.